many of us ever know what it is to become the perfect version of ourselves? This is Decoding Superhuman with your host, Boomer Anderson. Why, hello, superhumans. It's Boomer Anderson here, bringing you another episode of the Decoding Superhuman podcast. At Decoding Superhuman, I use analysis, behavior modification, and technology to optimize your health so that you can achieve and sustain a high-performance life. In this, I believe that an evidence-based and scientific approach to performance is the best way. And one key element of my day-to-day performance is focus. A core part, or at least on heavy rotation at this moment, of my GSD, yes, you can imagine what that acronym stands for, my GSD stack is a product of today's guest. My guest today is Daniel Clark, Chief Executive Officer of Brain FM. Daniel has been in love with technology and its ability to positively impact the world for as long as he can remember. At 13, he started building websites. At 18, he started a design and advertising business. And he also drove $2 million in revenue for multinational brands as a director for a boutique ad agency. Now, how did he come to Brain FM? I don't want to spoil the episode, so I'll let Daniel tell the story. But it echoes a little bit of Bud Fox in Wall Street trying to meet Gordon Gecko, obviously without any negative connotations. Daniel eventually moved up to head of technology and is now the company's CEO. As CEO, Daniel is constantly striving to build a company that can not only change the world through music, but is also one of the best companies for people to work for and grow with. So what did we get into in this episode? Well, if you're asking yourself, what is Brain FM? Of course, we addressed that. We talked about how Daniel came to join the company, how Daniel uses Brain FM every day, why I include Brain FM in my GSD stack every morning at the least. We get into Brain FM's grant from the National Science Foundation and their work on ADHD. And finally, we round things out with a little bit about the future of Brain FM. Now, if you're wanting to go and test out this product now, there's an app available in the App Store. And of course, you can go to their website and it's brain.fm. I encourage you to try it out. I myself pay for the pro version and I use it every single day. But the show notes for this one can be found at decodingsuperhuman.com slash brainfm. That's B-R-A-I-N. FM. Before we get into the podcast, I want to talk about health, and health is a complex system because it's an interrelated web of different elements that you need to optimize by looking at the context of the whole in order to really achieve that goal that you're searching for. So let's take, for instance, focus. One of the key areas that I focus on, pardon the pun, when I'm trying to optimize that area is nutrition. And when I'm traveling to the United States, nutrition is hard to find, frankly. You go into a grocery store, you get a lot of corn-fed meat, you get a lot of uncertainty around particularly your meat selection. And so how do I really resolve this problem? The key for me is butcher box. That's B-U-T-C-H-E-R-B-O-X. And you can get grass-fed, grass-finished meat delivered straight to your door. Beautiful beef, heritage breed pork, great chicken, all grass-fed, all grass-finished, and with this beautiful fatty acid profile, which helps me focus all day long. So if you want to try this out for yourself, where do you go? You go to ButcherBox, that's B-U-T-C-H-E-R-B-O-X slash Boomer, B-O-O-M-E-R. 
And if you order today, they'll give you some free bacon. Enjoy in good health. And now, on with the show. Dan, welcome to the show. How's it going? You know, it's a, it's a beautiful day here in Amsterdam. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have air conditionings in this country, but uh, I'm sure it's, I'm hoping the weather is just as beautiful where you are. It is. I'm in New York City right now, and uh, it's a little muggy, but, uh, you know, that's part of, of living here, and uh, I'd rather take the sun than the cold. <laughs> Amen. I, uh, I used to live in New York many moons ago, but that's a separate discussion for a separate time. Dan, I want to get started with just sort of a, a basic question that I got asked uh, when I told everybody that I was so excited I was interviewing you. Would you mind explaining for maybe somebody who's not familiar with it, what exactly is Brain FM? Sure. So Brain FM, uh, we make functional music to help people focus, relax, and sleep better. And it's all backed by science. That means that we create music with the idea of building a mental state in the beginning. And then through a pattern process with our AI and our composers, we're able to um, help induce mental states for people on demand. Okay, that that's incredible. And there's a lot of things that I could kind of deep dive into there. And, and I look forward to going down the wormhole, so to speak, on these. Do you mind just coming back to sort of the beginnings of Brain FM? Because I, I've heard you describe this before, or at least how Adam came to, into the music. Do you mind just going into sort of the origins of Brain FM? Yeah, sure. So Adam, who is the founder of Brain FM, originally, I, I like to say he's our secret weapon. So he wrote his first symphony when he was eight years old. Um, <laughs> he's always been involved in music and uh, was has always been involved in health as well. So he was one of the pioneers in HRV technology, um, which is heart rate variance, um, in learning about the brain and the electrical impulses um, and using EEGs. So I don't know if you've ever seen those video games you can control with your mind. So like neurofeedback training. Correct. He was one of the first people to pioneer that and uh, was one of the leaders with other people in the industry on creating those things. Unfortunately, you know, the video games never came to, you know, real life because we don't have sensitive enough um, instruments to be able to measure that and actively make your mouse move left or right for, you know, a lot of people. But from there, he ended up using the things that he learned and with EEGs and started developing um, systems for, I guess, institutions like uh, research institutions to help, you know, study the brain like EEGs and things like that. And then through that, he realized that there was methods to induce certain kinds of mental states and basically keep someone there. And there's many ways to do that. Um, you can do it with magnets. You can do it with electrical impulses. And he got really interested in doing it with music and basically started making this product and using music where you'd have to use it. It took you six months. You'd have to listen to an hour a day and it would help you you know, focus better, right? And he did that for a really long time. There was companies that started popping up that actually started taking his product he licensed to institutions for research and started selling it consumer-wise. And he goes, whoa, like no one's ever going to do this for, you know, six months at a time and started going in and trying to improve it and, and uh, worked on this workstation that you could do that. And it went from six months to three months, right? And still not nothing that's consumable viable right 
and started these, you know, started seeing this and said, okay, you know what, I'm going to put my head down and we need to be able to make this so we can, you can feel it in a week. And it went from three months to two months to one month to one week. And then he started realizing that he actually could control it and get it sooner. And we got 30 minutes and 30 minutes is where brain FM started. And that was kind of the whole claim. And then during that whole process, he actually figured out more than that. And when I say figure it out, it's basically being able to give you that feeling where it's two o'clock in the morning, you've had two cups of coffee, you have a project due at 8 a.m. tomorrow, and you feel like you can fly, right? And giving you that feeling on demand. So he, at first, we want to do that in 30 minutes. He got that down to 15. We can actually control it dynamically now, so we could do it in five minutes. But for ease of use, we basically say, give us 15 minutes. Um, and we'll help you, um, you know, improve focus, relax your sleep. Um, and that's that's really where we started. Uh, this is amazing. And I, I want to spend a moment on the 15 minutes. But first, I, I want to hear a little bit more about your background story, Dan, because you came into the company a little bit after Adam. And I want to hear sort of, I, I've heard from other interviews, your path to CEO, but I would love to hear sort of the Dan Clark comes to Brain FM story. Sure, the Dan Clark story. So I've always been interested in using technology to change the world. I myself have been developing websites since I've been 13. Um, and I, I just, I loved how I could make something and someone in Japan could see my website. And I, I, I love that idea. And I, I did that for a long time. So, you know, I, I, I never went to school. I taught myself how to do things. I opened up my first business uh, when I was 19 and started selling websites um, and things of that. Ended up, like there was a small lead generation uh, website business for martial arts schools. Ended up getting out of that um, and getting into a digital agency. Started selling, uh, you know, apps and websites and then TV and radio as well, as well as paid search and all that stuff before it got saturated. <laughs> um, <laughs> And yeah, I used to travel. So I used to go around um, to, you know, all around the United States selling these TV and radio ads. And, um, you know, it was really great. I, I, I love the company I work for and, and, and developing the digital side of it out. But there was a certain part where I just didn't necessarily feel like I was making a huge difference, you know, mm -hmm. um, as far as like helping people. So a little bit more background, which I don't think I've shared before, is I'm a secondary black belt in martial arts. Which martial art, if you don't mind me asking? Sure. So more mixed martial arts. Um, okay. I've trained in, in, in Krav Maga, Haganah, um, in, in Muay Thai, Jiu-Jitsu, Kempo Karate, like all, all those things, right? Wow. And I used to teach. So I used to teach at a, a school of 700 people when I was 16 to when I was 20. Um, and I loved helping people. Um, and I still do. And And... I think moving careers into this advertising agency, there was something missing, I guess. And it wasn't that it was a bad job or anything like that, but I just didn't feel like I was helping the people in the way I wanted to, like I was, you know, previous years in my life, especially growing up, you know? And so I'm there, I'm looking at things and I was looking at new career opportunities. And I've been a fan of AppSumo myself personally since the very beginning when um you know the founder of that started it and it was just like a small email blast and seen it grow and didn't you know open up the emails a lot because i'd just been part of it so for so long and there was one black friday thing i came across it and it, i've always been like yourself um very interested in technology but also like biohacking and how can we have l-theanine in our coffee to counteract this and 
you know, I've done it all. Right. Mm -hmm. And I go, this is really interesting. And I tried it, I put it on and I go, holy crap, this is going to change the world. And I was super interested. And I remember buying a lifetime subscription, like literally 20 minutes into it. And I used it for a week and I go, okay, I have to work for this company. And I, I called them 12 times. Um, and I was like, Hey, still interested, still interested. They kept telling me no and no and no. And eventually I said, Hey, listen, I'll work for free. I'll, I'll prove that I have something to add. <laughs> I worked for a month for free. And then they said, okay, you do know what you're doing. And I ended up, uh, started leading the tech team on that. So I did that for a, a little bit of time. And then we got to the point where, you know, I have some business background as well as some other things. And Adam thought that I was better positioned to run the company and saw the vision of what we wanted to achieve. And about almost on a year now, um, he, he brought me up and promoted me to BCDF. It's very cool. And as somebody who remembers the AppSumo email and didn't buy it, uh, I'm kind of kicking myself because I am paying for the subscription now. But uh, <laughs> coming back, it, this is a very cool story, by the way, Dan, uh, on how you came to become involved in the company. Some of this sounds a little bit like another technology that was popular a couple of years ago, maybe, uh, that you were probably familiar with in the, the biohacking world uh, called Binaural Beats. And do you mind just explaining for people how Brain FM differs from Binaural Beats? Sure. So first of all, Binaural Beats, if, if there's a lot of research on this, right? Um, binaural Beats are more of a pop sci thing that is left over from popular science, right? So there was, at the time, what, 30 years ago or so, there was like subliminal messaging, you know, Binaural Beats, you know, all of these kinds of things, right? And there was data to show that by neural beats helped. But if you look at it on a graph, what happens is it spikes activity in your brain and then completely goes down very, very quickly over amount of time. And the more you use it, actually, the less effective it is, right? Mm -hmm. So what happens is with, with um, Brain FM, and I, again, I, to be completely honest, I am not the scientist, but I'm happy to connect people, you know, with their PhDs on staff or with Adam himself. But really, the the difference is that we use a new kind of technology called neural phase locking, mm -hmm. right? And the difference is that we combine different kinds of events to add energy into um, different parts of your brain, right? You know, we have different kinds of saline events, different kinds of frequencies, different kinds of modulations, right? And and we have things like three D sounds so when you're listening to our music your brain, you can't really lock on something as far as it, or, or you can't really follow it. And through those, those methods, um, we call it neural phase locking, right? And basically, it's like a, a very small push in the direction that your brain already wants to go. So for example, how it works on a non-scientific level is when you are trying to focus, right? Mm -hmm. It's your brain wants to focus, right? Your brain is designed to do you know what you're doing. So when you're doing you know, complex math, or you're doing spreadsheets or whatever, your brain wants to block out all these fractions to do it. And we give your brain the ability to get there to get into your zone or your flow state faster. The way I say it on non scientific level is that, you know, 10,000 years ago, we were, you know, in maybe caves or something like that. And we had to alert ourselves from danger, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, when they sleep, uh, if I say your name, you're going to wake up because you're always listening for danger. 
because it could be someone telling you, hey, there's a Jaguar outside, or it could be a Jaguar outside, and you hear it and you have to get up and react. And fast forwarding today, we have the same kind of alerts, but they're not Jaguars. They're text messages, they're Facebook notifications, they're emails. And our brain is always on the hunt for looking for things that can like save us. Mm -hmm. And it's not like, it doesn't need to do that anymore, right? So we use things to basically put your mind at rest to make it more focused and, and funneled in the thing that you're doing in front of you. And you're, and you're not thinking about the other thing. And the way that I can kind of illustrate this is that most people, they sleep better in thunderstorms, right? The reason why is because predators don't hunt in thunderstorms. So on the same basic principles, we kind of fold in on a much more sophisticated and um, technical way of when you're listening to our music, you're not thinking about, you know, the text from this person or this Facebook notification. You're just zoning in on the tasks that you have in front of you. Okay. So you went into an evolutionary biology standpoint, which I absolutely love, but there's, there's many ways I want to take this, but perhaps a question to you is, do you mind taking us through sort of the composition process? Because there's a number of different questions that I have regarding the significance of 15 minutes, but perhaps we'll start with the, um, the composition process for a brain FM recording, if you will. Yeah, sure. So we have, um, an AI machine. Mm -hmm. Right. And we have composers and they work together to create this music. And the way we do it is that we start with a brain protocol that we want to uh, have. So, for example, if we want to have focus. We have certain kinds of, you know, uh, like a wave almost that we want to help people achieve. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and we, we have that for, from, you know, research and from different kinds of models of the brain and things like that. Mm -hmm. And what happens is uh, we start with that. And then on top of that, we say, okay, what kind of genre do we want to have? What kind of musical instruments do we want to have? What kind of story do we want to say with our, our song? Most of our focus sessions specifically are 30 minutes, right? And then through an iterative process of working with the AI, the composers basically develop a template for that. And they, they say, okay, these samplings of these songs, which is usually like chords or different kinds of you know, riffs on the piano or something like that, and then they feed it, they put it all to the computer. And the AI basically syncs from past things that it's learned, but also does all the heavy lifting of the math to basically say, okay, this piano um, you know, song that we're trying to have not only sounds good, but it also follows all the rules that we have. And all the rules really that we're adding to music because of this pattern is all based on math. So we have certain frequency values we have to hit. We have certain kinds of events that we have to have. And it's doing all of that work together. And then the composer goes to goes you know through it and says, okay, this, even though maybe it makes sense to the computer like an AI, it doesn't necessarily maybe sound or have the right emotion from a, a listening standpoint. And they go in and they adjust values or they, they shift things around. And at the end of it, this, this process, we come out with this song that sounds great. Um, and then from that process, the AI also learns like, okay, this is how we want to learn or make other music in the, in the future. And then it starts pumping up more and more music every time getting closer to an enjoyable song to listen to, you know, for the person listening to it. So 
Dan, if I just were to understand this correctly, it would be like, okay, let's say our equation is solving for uh, an alpha or theta brainwave state. You kind of Mm -hmm. layer in the different aspects that you talked about, the music, etc. And then over time, the hope is, is that the AI is constructing more and more of these songs or adding on from 30 minutes to make it, let's say, the two hour track that I listen to every morning. Is that right? Well, no, actually, it's a little bit different. Okay. So uh, maybe maybe I'm understanding you incorrectly, but basically from the start, the AI is doing it. So all of those, that, that math, it, it, the composer doesn't like start it and then the AI takes over. It's more like the AI is the backbone, right? Mm-hmm. It's more of like the scaffolding of the building, right? And the composer works with the AI to basically, you know, put together the facade of the building. So the outside of it to make sure it looks presentable. But the AI is the thing that's holding up the whole song that's making sure that all the values, you know, are solving for X in your example. Okay, perfect. Uh, Thank you for clarifying that. I I guess a couple of questions. And here on the construction of the music or maybe duration in general, why does the music not repeat? Because... I, I guess in the immediate answer that comes to mind is that repeating could become distraction. But I noticed mm-hmm. that over the course of two hours, it's rare that I ever actually noticed the music going on in the background other than, okay, it's helping me focus, but it, I, I don't notice it necessarily repeating. Yeah. So the reason for that is because when you, when you repeat, you, so our, our brains are always processing things, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, on a very more basic approach, um, the reason why none of our music has any kinds of lyrics in it at all is because even if you're not paying attention to music, your brain is still diverting some resources into decrypting what this language is, right? And we have certain kinds of things ingrained in our brain, you know, um, and one of those is pattern recognition. So if you start hearing something over and over again, Eventually, your brain, you know, is using resources to say, hey, this is important. (laughs) There's a pattern here. And most of our music is designed, as you say, to just put you in a state where you're not even really listening to music. It's just in the background. Because of that, you know, we can't have repeating. And there's a lot of other rules that we have to follow to make sure that, you know, music is enjoyable. But also, it's not something that you're actively listening to because that would take away from what you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes perfect sense, actually. The 15 minutes, why 15? And I guess the part B of that question, if I listen to Brain FM for 15 minutes, have you guys done studies or collected data on how long the effects last for? Yep. So both of those. So first thing is the 15 minutes is a reasonable amount of time that it works on the general population. So some people in studies have effects in the first six minutes, mm-hmm. some people in the first, you know, actually three minutes and starts ramping up. Some people, it takes 10 minutes, right? And it really depends on a lot of factors. Uh, it could depend on your sleep. It could depend on, um, you know, what, what is going on in your life, what environment you're in, like all these things, right? And we find that 15 minutes is a great thing to say, hey, if you give us 15 minutes, based on all of our, our data, you will fit in the 99 percentile that this actually affects and you have a noticeable improvement. We don't, you know, say at that 15 minute mark, that's when you, you have it, you'll have, you know, a, depending on your, your state and where you're at, you'll have five minutes to, to actually be in that state. And I think part of it is 
recognizing that you're actually in a different mental state mm-hmm. and you have to be able to see that. So like one of the things that I encourage people to do if they've never tried this before, or they want to see if it works or not is use it for, you know, 15 minutes and then take your headphones out and you'll be able to feel something missing and your, your clarity, um, maybe, you know, you'd be like, whoa, there's, there's something, there's something different when I take my headphones out. And, and that's the, the difference that we're feeling as far as, um, you know, afterwards, it really depends first on how long you're using it. So if you're using for 15 minutes and then take your headphones out, it's not going to last as long after you take your headphones out. If you listen it for two hours, it does dissipate different times for different people. Um, but it probably takes about 15 to 30 minutes to leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have some cool things, which I'm sure we'll talk about later in the podcast of things that are specifically designed um, to last longer when you take your headphones out for different kinds of activities that we're working on. Um, but we, we can save that for later. Oh, this sounds like, as a productivity geek, this sounds like something that we're going to definitely spend some time on. <laughs> sounds great. The the focus mode was sort of how I got into to Brain FM. And the question I have here is if I'm using this and I, I use it pretty much for the past six months, almost every day. If I'm using it every day, is there a point where um, it doesn't, it's not as effective? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm losing my words here. But is there a point where it loses its effect? So actually, we find that so a lot of our studies are on first-time users, mm-hmm. right? But we have done some secondary studies on people that come back, and from what we can tell, um, is that the more you use it, actually, the faster you get into that zone. It acts in two ways. One, it, it, it works and changes your, you know, your physical response in your body. But two, it actually acts as a priming agent to help you get there. So I'm, I'm sure you got, you're familiar and your audience is familiar with priming where if you're about to do a habit, um, you know, you pull your earlobe or something like that, you can prime to do something right mm-hmm. and and do it a certain way and this that music actually acts in a similar kind of pattern where even if it's not the same exact song because it all has an underlying value of basically being your focus music um you can't hear you can't see my finger quotes um but um that helps you kind of unlock that that place you want to be quicker and so in a way it's like meditation right the more you do it the faster it is to sort of drop into that zone is that, do I have totally. that right? Yep. Okay. 100%. If you don't mind, I want to shift a little bit of focus over to your, um, to the National Science Foundation grant you guys received and the, the research with regards to Brain FM. I want to be careful with my words here, but Brain FM, uh, in terms of its ability to assist with ADHD, uh, forgive me if I got that wrong, but do you mind just going through sort of what the grant was for and any sort of progress updates you're able to give us? Yeah, sure. So the grant specifically is for ADHD, as you said, and it is to assist with it, right? So the goal is basically in people more prone to ADHD or have ADHD, that we can create music specifically for them to help them sustainably, you know, use like as either a preliminary me- measure in combination with certain kind of pharmaceuticals, or maybe eventually as a replacement, right? And the grant is basically one of those ways to help us facilitate and, and, and learn proof. I mean, unfortunately, with the brain and with scientific you know, rigor, it's very expensive, right? 
And the grant enables us basically to do very specific experiments, or I guess I shouldn't call it experiments, but really more of, of you know, observations of people like with fMRIs and EEGs uh, that we just, you know, we wouldn't be able to do on a large scale without it. Are you having to go with like, go to the FDA with this sort of information? So that's actually the next step. So right now, BrainFM is a consumer thing that is usable by everyone, right? Mm -hmm. To help people, you know, zone in. As we move into specific help for specific categories like ADHD or anxiety or insomnia or something like that, um, we go into a completely different side of, of it and it comes a medical side. Mm-hmm. And that is when we have to go through FDA approval, we have to go through RX classification, and we have to go through a different avenue. And, and that is one of the things that we are doing because, you know, we believe that this technology, you know, if it works for so many people and we can turn or change things and use it holistically where, you know, we're, we're able to show on fMRIs what happens, you know, to your brain on a physical level when you listen to our music comparable to regular music, right? And if we can do that, we can be a first step for people that have challenges, you know, with focusing or challenges with anxiety or challenges with sleeping, for example. I, I'm, I'm being very careful with my words because- Of course, I, I understand. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's very important that we're not, you know, on the path of, you know, replacing all medication or anything like that. But we are on the path to help people. And whether that's a combination of, of using medicine they're already using so they can use less of it, whether it's a replacement in general or it's, it's something in between, I think that that is something that's worth investigating and doing. And at the end of the day, if we can help, you know, people to do that and give them the option, you know, I'd like to do that. And I think a lot of what Adam did before with the neurofeedback games, at least here in the Netherlands, and I know in the United States, it's more available now, but neurofeedback becomes an increasingly larger option and growing field. So I look forward to seeing just sort of the maximum capabilities of BrainFM. On the data side and the, the stuff that you've already gathered study or research and, and data on, you mentioned insomnia earlier, but on, on your website, you point to data regarding deeper sleep. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you mind just touching on some of the other things you've learned that BrainFM has been able to improve? Sure. So, you know, we did talk about focus a lot, so mm-hmm. we can skip over that for now. You know, we, we do have meditation and relaxing. Um, so we found that Brain FM can also help um, people get into a more relaxed state, you know, so basically almost like meditation without meditating, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it's been really interesting uh, for me because I've always been into meditation and there's a lot of stigma around that, about, around, you know, closing your eyes and, and, and just, you know, being in another place, Right. And this is a like, again, it's almost like the medication part, but it could be a preliminary step for people to that are interested in experimenting with that. I think that that's been a really amazing thing for me personally to see people that try, you know, relaxation and then they go, oh, let me try this meditation thing. And they, they I get emails all the time saying, hey, this this is this works because it's kind of something that helps them, you know, get to that point. Because again, it encourage it encourages a certain mental state, and we know what mental state people are usually in when they're meditating. 
sleep, same kind of thing. We have, we help people, you know, fall asleep quicker. We've learned that people use us for a wide variety of cases for sleep. So we have people that are using us as a plus one tool. So what they want is they only have six hours of sleep and they want to fall asleep as fast as possible because, you know, they have a busy life. Uh, we have other people that have insomnia or PTSD that use us now. To be honest, I get a lot of emails that say, I'm crying as I'm writing this because I have tried every single thing to go to sleep. I've been on every single prescription and I tried you guys and it works. Um, there's this one time we were down for a night and I woke up to thousands of emails of people saying, hey, I don't care what it costs. I need this to fall asleep every night. Wow. Um, since then, we've, we've up- upgraded and we have fail safes and things like that. So we will never have that happen again. But I think that proves and, and shows how, how much people rely on us to uh, fall asleep so they don't have to take, you know, other supplements or prescriptions or anything like that. As an aside, our podcast editor actually got into meditation through Brain FM. So, and, and I use it as sort of the alternating sort of uh, rotation, if you will, on meditation, mm-hmm. because I, I do find the progressive relaxations, for instance, to be great at the end of a particularly stressful day, for instance. Yeah. Question for you before we get into the future of Brain FM is how do you use Brain FM right now? So I use BrainFM primarily for focus. I do use it for meditation and relaxation as well. Um, so I travel a lot for work and um, I'm always on an airplane. And I find for me, putting on the relaxation when you're on an airplane um, is really a huge difference. It's, it's something that, you know, it's not really the most comfortable form of travel, <laughs> but it's, it's a necessary evil. And I find when I put on Bose headphones and I'm able to uh, just kind of switch it off, I don't even realize that I'm on a plane anymore and I can, you know, focus on getting work done. Sometimes I use planes as, as me time. So I, I like to paint and things like that. I have an iPad where I like do some digital illustrations and I use it as a kind of like a, I, would, I don't want to say escape, but more of, of a, it changes where I'm at. So I don't focus on how uncomfortable I am or how I'm in the middle seat. Unfortunately, you know, I I can say, okay, this is where I'm at. Let's just, you know, chill out basically. So it's really nice in that form. I do use sleep when I am traveling. Um, So when I am in a hotel or something that's unfamiliar to myself, I use it as a, as something to help me fall asleep and and stay asleep as a supplement approach in, in some areas. I do use it sometimes in, in New York, but most of the time um, I'm, I, I fall asleep at my computer or something like that. So <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, I, I'm not usually using it for sleep just because I, you know, I'm working a lot and, and have that, but primarily I'm using it for focus. Um, I'm also using some stuff that we're working on because I'm, I'm, you know, the first beta tester of anything. So uh, some of the stuff that we're doing using it in different kinds of, applications, which I guess I'm teasing the whole audience on, but I'll have to, we'll have to go through that at the end. (laughs) Before we do that though, you did mention earlier that there are some techniques that we can use to lock in those phase states once we've used brain FM. Do you mind just touching on how to do that? Just more of a particular interest of mine that if I'm doing a two hour brain FM session, how, how do I lock that in? Sure. So I think first off, and this is a great question, by the way, is 
figuring out what sessions that you find yourself, you know, enjoying the most. So a lot of people just use a regular focus playlist where you just click focus and it does the work for you, starts playing. We also have a more music tab where you have specific music for specific genres. So some people listen to classical. We have a whole piano um, track of, of things. We have electronic, we have, you know, all of those. So I think it's important to find the genre that you really enjoy. Um, and then second is building a habit around Brain FM. So the best thing to do is putting it into your workday and, and zoning into it and doing it in a habit. So it's either every day or, you know, three times a week or something like that, but do it consistently. So what I normally do is I am a coffee drinker. I enjoy my cup of coffee. Uh, it has to be iced no matter what temperature it is. <laughs> and I'll get my iced coffee and I'll sit down at my computer, whether it's my home office or my regular office, and I put headphones in and I sit down and I say, what am I going to accomplish? And I write down the things that I have to do. And I put Brain FM on while I'm doing that. And then I set out to do it. And I do that every single day myself personally. And it's about sitting down and really just locking in the same exact thing to do. And I think that part of that is in the priming things that we talked about. But at the end of the day, we're a creature of habits, right? And the best way to, to use anything, whether it's Brain FM or not, is developing your life around a habit that you want to you know, achieve and enforce. I'm going to double click on something you just said there around setting the intention for the day. So if you sit down for that intention and you have several goals, let's say one to five goals that you write down, and that takes you Mm -hmm. a couple of minutes to write down, how much longer are you listening to Brain FM before you kind of roll up the sleeves and start making phone calls, so to speak? Sure. So I try to do myself personally about a two hour block every day. Um, I find that for me personally, I just, I can't because I am jumping on calls and I am running around to meetings and things like that. Um, we have some people that do use us every day, all day long for eight hours, but I think just like a coffee, it should be used for a consistent amount of time and a consistent application. I think if it, if you want to use it for eight hours, there's no effects that are negative for you. Um, but I use it as a boost to get through the hard stuff of the day. So for me personally, emails, like I get, I mean, probably this morning I had 45 emails waiting in my inbox and I have to get through those. And, you know, it's just a lot of mental energy to, to talk about and to, to go through things and to kind of line things up. And I use that time where my, like my zoning time to do the hardest part of my day. And that's what I usually encourage other people to do. Granted, if other people find different habits of Brain FM that they use, I'd love to hear them because I'm always interested in how other people use us. But that's what works for me. Thank you for sharing that. I'm always interested in how to maximize any sort of tool productivity. And as I shared before we started recording, I use Brain FM every day. So this is uh, this is very helpful in terms of how to maximize the use of it during my day. Now. The question that everybody's been waiting for, because you've been dripping in little (laughs) tidbits throughout this podcast, what is the future of Brain FM look like? Yeah, sure. So, you know, I have to say that, you know, as as we, you know, shared my story is I'm very passionate um, about 
Brain FM and what we're trying to achieve. And the reason why I keep dripping this stuff is because I'm so excited. I just want to scream and tell everyone about what we're doing because what we're doing, what we're trying to achieve is really like what I had in my mind when I first listened to us, you know, two years ago or two and a half years ago or something. So really where we're at right now is, you know, where we have this focus, relax and sleep, where we're developing this recharge music right now, which can be used in a combination of giving you energy and stuff. So it's been really great with there. But the future of us is, is basically trying to figure out more applications in those different sides of the pyramid. So really, we look at Brain FM as a triangle focus, relax, and sleep as being the points. And what are the things that we can do in those points that help you even more? So in relax, there's meditation, there's this recharge, there's, uh, you know, this relaxed music. Um, in focus, we, we have focus music, we have relaxed focus music. And what are more things that we can do? So one of the things we're developing right now is, and we're still working on the title, so don't, you know, quote me on this forever, but almost like a digital espresso shop. So... <laughs> You're able to listen to a music um, instead of something sustainable for two hours at a time. This is meant to give you an immense amount of energy very, very quickly and last for 30, 40 minutes afterwards. So most of the sessions, and we're still working on a QA process and, and making sure that this has effects. Everything released is tested by science, so it's very important for us to you know lead with that. But basically, it gives you immense amount of energy, immense focus, and then you can do whatever you need. And I actually actually start my day with those espresso shots. And then I go into a regular focus mix to kind of get me on um, that zone faster than ever before. Um, so that's something that we're, we're looking to premiere probably in the beginning of next year um, with, you know, sustainable proof and things like that. We're, we're also working on work, wake up music as well. So Ooh. a little bit different than the espresso because the espresso is very quick and very loud. And, you know, I, I'm sure some people drink coffee in the morning, but they don't take a shot of espresso. So this is more music that you can use while you're waking up, getting your things together, um, use it as an alarm clock per se, things like that, that we're looking at, at doing. And even further is comboing that into sleep. So imagine using Brain FM for sleep helps you fall asleep, helps you stay asleep. But then at seven o'clock in the morning, because you have to wake up at 7.30, we have this wake up music that starts shifting and changing. So instead of waking up groggy, you feel refreshed every single time you wake up. And those are one of the things we're working on. So it's Brain FM all day, every day. I, I imagine that for that last instance, would that be beamed over a speaker rather than through headphones? It would be, yeah. So actually our sleep music has been re-engineered and, and we're working on um, premiering on certain speakers and stuff. But if you have a high fidelity Bluetooth speaker, you can play our sleep music over that. I wouldn't recommend the cheap ones you get on Amazon, but you can, you know, again, get these more high fidelity ones um, that have deeper sound and richer sound and it will work. And our wake up music is going to be engineered for those speakers as well. So we have that going on, which is really exciting. And then another thing I'm super excited about, and this is still probably a year away, unfortunately, for public release, um, because there's a certain way of you know doing this and releasing things, but we're working on workout music right now. Um, I think you mentioned you know, Brain FM all day, every day. And really the idea is using Brain FM to enable different mental states on demand. Mm -hmm. So it's the idea of saying, hey, I want to fall asleep. 
and not having to question whether you're going to fall asleep and take a nap or not. <laughs> Sometimes I take naps and, and you know, you're like, okay, I'm going to fall asleep for 20 minutes and you just don't. Right. Mm -hmm. But every time you put on brain FM, you do. And that's the goal. So with workout music, we're trying to do where if you go to the gym, you can get that pump that you get from lifting weights, or you can enter that runner's high quicker than you've ever had before. So I personally test this out myself and it's pretty amazing. Um, you know, unfortunately we only have so many tracks because the composers have to make this great sounding music, um, but the AI has to completely learn brand new ways. And, and, you know, we want to release with not just one track, but you know, dozens. Right. Mm -hmm. And I've actually found in my personal testing through like Fitbits and Apple watches and all that stuff. And then just personal, um, accounts for it that I can lift more weight and physically exhaust myself more than I've ever been able to. So for example, planks, um, you know, when you put your hands on the ground mm -hmm. and almost like a push up, normally I'm doing that for a minute and screaming in my head that it has to stop no matter how loud the music is. And after listening to brain FM for about 30 minutes, it's still, it, because this is kind of new technology, it's taking us longer to enter that, that zone. Um, but we're, you know, with focus and all these other things, we'll be able to eventually bring it down. But I'm able to hold a plank position when I'm in that zone for three and a half minutes. And it's been a completely different thing. So it's very interesting. You know, I've also done with weight training. And then also I, I'm a cycler, so I ride my bike a lot um, and use it there. So it's something that we're looking to unveil, you know, again, probably a year from now, later in 2019. But I'm super, super excited about the possibilities of it. This is so cool. I'm getting really excited just hearing about all of it. Now, going back to your uh, your digital espresso with, with ice, mm -hmm. of course, how long, if you're able to comment on it, how long will that digital espresso shot be? We're thinking a song under 10 minutes, okay. probably five to eight minutes or so. Um, and it's all about just, you know, giving you immense, like, again, energy and focus that is sustainable after you listen to the song. So it wouldn't be designed to listen to Digital Espresso for two hours, for example, because that would probably give you too much energy or unstru <laughs> unstructured focus. But it would be a, a great way to either start your day or if you're going into a meeting and you want to, you know, be on your on top, you listen to it to kind of get you in that zone, almost like. What Michael Phelps does before he goes swimming, he listens to his five tracks. Mm -hmm. The idea is being that that device that gets you in the in the zone for, you know, whatever you need to do. Dan, I, I'm such a, a Brain FM fanboy, so I want to say thank you so much for for all of this information. I do have three questions that I ask everybody that comes on the podcast before closing. So mm -hmm. these are meant to be rapid fire, but uh, three the three questions that I ask everyone, and especially since you're a fellow biohacker, it sounds like, and enjoy your physical training. The first question is, what is your biggest health pet peeve? Ooh, this is a good one. Um, my biggest health pet peeve is when people try to act healthy but don't have the information to do so. Mm. So, for example, when people get salads and they end up having more sugars or something maybe bad that they're trying to stay away from, but they have it in a different form, and it comes down to just having information and not having information. It, it's it's not really like. But it's the reason why it's my biggest pet peeve is because people say, you know, they know exactly what they're talking about. But if you go and look at their ha their habits or what they do, 
doesn't necessarily align with that. So I think it's very important to get information and making sure what you're doing, you know, works. This is one of my personal missions is to help people get better information in the health world. Second question, what's your, and you may be biased here, but I ask you to pick something other than brain FM. What's your, your top trick or tool for enhancing focus? So I mentioned this before, and I think it's really about habits. Um, I think you, you can't just focus when you feel like focusing, you have to train your body just like a muscle to focus. And I think that really, as long as you habitually make yourself perform and habitually make yourself and give yourself the opportunity to perform, you know, that's, that's something that's going to enhance, you know, your performance overall on a long time. Uh, final question is what is your favorite book on peak performance? Ooh, that's interesting. Peak performance. Um, I think I really like two books. One is the habits book. So I, you know, I, I've mentioned habits a lot in this, in this interview and, and, uh, I just, I think so many things are built off of our habits. So there's a great book called the power of habit. I believe it's Charles Duhigg, um, or so that's a great book just talking about, you know, what are the things that like define us and things like that. I also love on peak performance. I love relentless by Tim S. Grover. So Ooh. he was the, are you familiar with the book? Uh, this is such a good one. It's one of mine. Uh, this is why I reacted that way, but it go, I'll let you go ahead and explain it. Yeah, sure. So it's, uh, he was Michael Jordan's coach as well as other famous athletes. And he basically talks about what are the things that you need to do or figure out inside of you to evict a passion that you can like tunnel into. It's almost like using the things that really matter and motivate to you and to every specific person individually to get something out and to drive passion and, and energy from. And I think that's a great book on that. It's fantastic. And I love how blunt he is. Uh, throughout, <laughs> he's a very aggressive person, right? And mm -hmm. when he talks about cleaners, and of course he has Jordan, I think Kobe and Dwayne Wade in there too, but mm -hmm. a fantastic book. Dan, I want to say thank you so much for taking the time uh, to speak with us today and share all of your knowledge and everything you guys are doing over at Brain FM. I love the work that Adam, yourself, and the rest of the team are doing. I use Focus almost on a daily basis and recharge. I frankly, I used it earlier today. So I want to say thank you for everything that you're doing. And um, thank you for coming on the podcast. My pleasure. Happy to be here. Awesome. To all the superhumans listening out there. Thank you for tuning in. Superhumans, before you go, one favor to ask. If you have any feedback on the podcast, send it to me, podcast at decodingsuperhuman.com. And I know a few of you have actually taken advantage of that and realized that I respond to every single message. The second favor that I'd love to ask is for you to go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating. The reason being is that, frankly, it just helps us get the word out about Decoding Superhuman. So go over to iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you listen to your podcasts and give it a five-star rating. It would be really, really appreciated. And to all my superhumans out there, have an epic day and always remember, choose health.